Well, how's everybody doing? Good to see you. Glad that you're here tonight. Excited for us to continue in our conversation on race and politics. And boy, oh boy, has it been a week. It's been fun, hasn't it? You're like, I don't know what your definition of fun is, but uh, it's been interesting. It's been challenging. Um, how much more important for us as a church to have a conversation on this topic than during this season and during this time? There's a lot of reason for us to um, make sure there would be reason. I could even say there would be reason for many, uh, especially for some churches, to shy away from this and to walk away from this. But as followers of Christ, as people who are dedicated to live in our lives for God's glory and to help people see his value for them and identify them uniquely created in his image, it's important for us, even in the midst of all that is happening, to step into this and say Jesus is in control of all things that he rules and reigns in this moment, regardless of what happened or is to happen, Jesus is Jesus and he's in control, right? And that's important for us to step into this moment and to talk about that. But man, it's been crazy. There's been a lot of things that have happened and lots of conversations that are going on. And uh, there seems to be even more, and at least the moment now, the outfall seems to even be more division and more uh, difficulty in the conversation of this topic, and so it's important for us just to know that, that God has a plan and God has a purpose, amen? That he's sovereign, he's in control, he knew what was going to happen, and guess what? He knows what's going to happen, and he was in control of those things, and he's good, and he's got everything in control, and we can trust him, and we can believe in him, and we can have hope in him, and we can, in this moment, take a deep breath and say, hey, I don't know what's going to work out, but he's got a plan, and he's got a plan not just for this nation, not just for this world, but he's got a plan for me, and it's a plan that extends all the way out through eternity, and that makes me confident in him, amen? So that's what we get to do in this moment is just to trust him and to look at him. And in this moment, there's a lot of reason for us just to be unsure of what is going to happen, to be unsure of how we feel about things, to be unsure how our neighbors feel about things. There's a lot of just stuff that's going on just to make us feel like, hey, I, I just don't even know if uh, we're going to make it. And, I, you know, so I, I haven't been on Facebook in a long time. I'm so glad I made that decision a while ago. Um, but, you know, just seeing just a little bit on Twitter and seeing a little bit on news, just even seeing people discouraged and just not even uh, many in the church, even pastors and different people I see just kind of holding their heads down. And, man, this is a reason for us to hold our heads up. This is a time for us to hold our heads up because God is in control. We are children of God, and, and he's got us. He's got you. He loves you, and he believes in you. And it's good for us to know that in this moment that, that there's a sense that we can have a lot of reason to be unsure and a lot of moment to, to say, how do I respond in this moment? How do I act in this moment? How do I, how do I walk out in this moment? And, and tonight, I just want to encourage you, and I just want you to know that God believes in you, and he thinks you are awesome. He thinks you're awesome. Why don't you look at your neighbor and just say that? Look at your neighbor and say, hey, I'm awesome. Come on, say it out. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, I'm awesome. Now look at your other neighbor and say, hey, you're pretty awesome too. Come on, that's what we need more of in this time, right? It's one of our core values is that we believe in people. We need to, in this moment, believe in people because you know why? God believes in you. 
God believes in people. God has a purpose for us. God loves us, and he has a plan for each and every one of us. And in this moment, when we might be challenged in this moment to think less of ourselves or to think less of others, let's rise above it and let's believe in people because we believe in God who loves you and has done everything for you to know him, be close to him, and to know your identity through Christ as a child of God. Let's believe in people. Let's look at people and let's hold our heads up and say, hey, you know what? I'm awesome because God loves me. And you know what? You're pretty awesome because God loves you. We can differ on some things. We can disagree on some things. But we can love and we can rise above that. And that's what we're called to do as a church. Who's with me tonight? I need some affirmation tonight. But we need each and every one of us just be sure that God is in control. We need to do everything we can to to make that a conviction of ours to believe in people, to love people even when they don't deserve it. Even when it's easier and maybe justified to not love them, to not care for them, we need to, as followers of Christ, as the church, we need to rise above that. And when it's the hardest to love them, those are the moments that we need to lean into and choose to love them and sacrifice and enjoy and trust that God's going to do something in our lives. And in result, he's going to do something in their lives through ours. That's the moment that we are in, and that's what we need to do. We need to believe in people because God believes in you. He has chosen you. He has fought for you. He has claimed you as his own. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And you need to hold your head up high, no matter what the results of the election did to you, no matter the effect they had on you, good, bad, ugly, whatever, no matter what your outlook on life is in this moment, no matter what the news is telling us, no matter what Facebook is telling us, no matter what Mark Zuckerberg has planned for us, it doesn't matter, right? God is in control. He knows exactly where you are he knows exactly what needs to happen in your life what he wants to have happen in your life and he's got plans and purposes that will blow you away because he believes in you and he's got you here right now on this planet in this timeline for a purpose to glorify him and to help others to come to know him he believes in you to do something that only you can do He believes in you that in this moment and during this time that you are able to love people and encourage people and help people in a way that nobody else can. That in this moment, you are able to show God's goodness and faithfulness. That you are able to show people that they can trust God, that they can turn to God, to look to God, that they can hope in God. That you have a way of doing that that no one else does. That during this moment, that during this season, during this time as a follower of Christ, that you can stand up, you can rise above all things, and you can say, I am going to declare God's goodness and faithfulness in this moment because he has chosen me, he loves me, and I got my head held high, my eyes pointed towards heaven, my heart is full, my mouth is smiling because I know who I am in Christ, and that is what shapes everything I do, everything I think, and every place I go. That's the way we should live life. That's our outlook on life. That God believes in you. That he has a plan for you. We need to be encouraged in that. And then we need to be built up in that. We can have differences in the midst of being together and doing life together. We can have different views. 
We can have different ideas. We can have all of these different things, but we can also come together around Christ, let those things be small things in life, and let Jesus be the main thing in life. And through that, we can see God glorified and exalted and have our lives changed. You've been chosen. You are loved. He believes in you because he needs you in this moment to be a beacon of light to this world. And that's what we need to be as a church is that as each and every one of us uniquely come to Christ and say, God, what have you given me? Opportunities, talents, and in these moments, what have you given me so that I can glorify you? God, I'm going to step into this moment, and I'm going to be the light that you've called me to be. And I'm going to do that with my church. And as my church comes together with each and every one of them, eyes on Jesus, lives live wide open for Jesus. He makes us a bright light so that this community can see God's goodness. And as the church together, nationally, globally, as the church shows the love of Jesus, it becomes a beacon of light that calls everyone to see that God is up to something, that he's doing something supernatural, that he has a plan, that there is a place for people to come together and to love and to believe in each other and to trust each other and to have wounds healed and to have needs provided for and to have miracle happen, have miracles happen in each other's lives because God is there and he's with them. It's awful quiet in here. That's what he's called us to. That's the moment he's given us, right? That's where we are right now. I said it a few weeks ago before we knew anything was going to happen. No matter what, this is our opportunity as the church. This is our greatest opportunity as the church to step up and to be the followers of Christ, to be the body of Christ that he believes us to be and that we can be. This is not a moment to walk away and say, I don't know what's going to happen. This is a moment to say, hey, the world might be falling apart, but guess who's in control of it? God. He's going to work it out. He's got everything in control. I've got every reason to trust him. I've got every reason to look to him. I've got every reason to believe in this moment that when it seems it's darkest, he's going to be at his brightest. And when he's at his brightest, guess what? It gives me an opportunity to fulfill the unique things he's called me to do. I'm going to be walking in fulfillment. I can walk in joy in this moment. I can walk in confidence in this moment. I can walk assured that I'm a child of God, that he's got everything in control, and I have an opportunity to live the life that he's called me to live. That's the moment that we have right now. That's the moment we got to step into. But you got to believe in yourself. And you got to believe that God believes in you. And you got to believe that He loves you, that He sees you, that He's uniquely called you and uniquely loves you, that He gave His life for you, that He knows your name, He knows the hairs on your head, He knows the joys in your heart, He knows the sorrows of your life, He knows the things that you failed in, He knows the things that you do well in, He knows the fight that you have with your spouse this morning, He knows what you think about your kids, what you really think about them, no matter what you say to them, He knows all of those things and He loves you and He's chosen you and he's called you and he believes in you and he wants you right now to live the life that he's created you for so that others can come to know that love and purpose as well that's what he's given us a chance to do so tonight I'm encouraging you and I'm hoping that as as followers of Christ as, as a church that together tonight as we dive into his scripture that we can come and say hey I know who he is and I know that he loves me and I know that he believes in me And in that moment and in that place, I can turn my life and say that, hey, I have a purpose and I have a plan. I've got something that God wants me to do. And I've got the strength to do it. I've got the wisdom to do it. I've got the discernment to do it. Because why? God is with me in this moment. 
He's called us to be a light in this world. He's called us to be sure of who he is. And it starts with us knowing that you are his. It starts with us knowing that we're his children, that we're loved by him, that we're called by him, that we're chosen by him, that we were fought for, that he gave everything for us. It's for us to know that. It's important that we know that and for us to be sure of that. Because when we know that, when we're aware of that, that is where we are become fully aware that each and every one of us have divine potential in our lives and there's something unique and specific that God wants to do through you. And I'm just telling you, in this moment, in this time, at all times, yes, every moment's important. Every day's important, right? Every minute's important. But how much more so now does the world need people to step and say, this is who I am in Christ. This is what I can do because of Christ. This is the way I can talk because of Christ. This is the way that I can forgive because of Christ. This is the way that I can love because of Christ. This is the way that I can overcome because of Christ. You guys are way too quiet. This is, right? this is the life that we can live. Right? This is the moment for us to say, this is who he is, and because that's who he is, that's what's possible in my life. That's the life that he's called me to live. It's so important for us to understand that, to get it, to know it, to embrace it. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, he says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. You know what that is for me? Jesus is speaking when he says this. And he's saying, hey, listen, you were meant to shine. This is Jesus. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to you and to me. Jesus is saying, hey, I came to this planet. I'm giving of my life. I'm sacrificing everything so that you can know the divine potential that is in your life. You can know the divine purposes that you have so that you can shine and be the human being that I've created you to be that I've called you to be, that I see in you to be whether you see it or not. Whether you've been told you can or can't, I see it, and I'm lighting a light in you that cannot be put out. And I want you to shine. So shine. You were made to shine, and this is our moment to shine. Amen? That was a little bit better. goes on to verse 15. No No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. There's a progression in this verse that's important for us to notice that teaches us what Jesus wants in our lives and how we can shine and have this life of influencing significance to the degree that he's given us the potential and the strength and the ability to live out. There's a progression that is laid out for us. In this beginning of the verse here, in verse 14, it says, you are the light of the world. You think of the sun when the sun comes up. We just recently went camping, went to bed at like midnight, one o'clock, because it was stinking cold and I was freezing and I didn't think I was going to have toes when I woke up in the morning, right? So you barely fall asleep and then it just seems like as soon as you close your eyes and as soon as you start to snore, I found out on camping, my kids were just like, dad, you snore a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a bummer. I was like, no, I don't. And then I was like, oh, I'm my parents. Okay, so... So then you're sitting there, and you're asleep, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, right, as soon as, as, soon as you fall asleep, the sun comes up. The sun can't be hidden, right? It's in your eyes. It's there for everybody to see. Wherever you are in the world, when the sun is up, the light is out, right? So there's a sense of the light is out there. It's that the world should know it. 
then the next step is, is like a city on a hilltop, that if there is a bright light in the city, you ever see like a car dealership put out those lights out there, right? That they're just like shining in the neighborhood and you see those four, six, whatever things just kind of chasing each other in the sky. And you're just like, what is that? And you drive there and you're like, it's a car dealership. But so, you know what I'm talking about? You know, those lights, you see it. If there's something bright, if there's a huge building, if you see, if you ever go to a city and there's a skyscraper out there, like you see it no matter where you are. There's a light on the hilltop that everyone in your community should see it, is able to see it, can see it. It's a landmark. It's a destination mark that it has a sense of identity and purpose in the community. Then it goes on to the third one, a light that everyone in the house sees. So here's what the scripture is telling us is, is that if you want to change the world, it starts with your life in your home. If you want to have a worldly influence, if you want to have an influence that expands beyond your neighborhood, that expands beyond your city, if you want to have an influence that expands into the ends of this world, even out further into that throughout time, if you want to have that type of life and that type of influence, it starts with you in your home. It's where it starts. And so for each and every one of us in the midst of this moment, in the midst of this conversation, it's important for us to not just sit there and say, here's what the world needs to do, or if this could get fixed, or if that person could. Because I can tell you this, no matter who got elected, no matter if we could change the results, no matter what, right? That person can only have so much influence and change, right? That person can only do so much, right? Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But guess what? God is working in the midst of all of those because what he wants to have happen is going to happen. So we can have trust in him, we can have confidence in him, and then we can say, in this situation and in this place right now, what is it that God wants me to do? What's he want me to do? Because if that person became president, or if this person is president, guess what? It is what it is. It is what it is. Celeste loves that I just said that right now, and so does Kimberly. It's their favorite phrase. We can hope for that, and maybe change would come, maybe it wouldn't. But I can tell you this. Change can happen when each and every one of us see what God's called us to do and the places he's called us to influence and the lives he's called us to impact and the things he's called us to do. When we step into those moments and when we see those things, that's when we can see change begin to happen in our lives. We can see change begin to happen in our children's lives, in our spouse's lives, in our uncle's lives, in our grandparents' lives, in our parents' lives. And it begins to spread out to our neighbors. And as it spreads to our neighbors and spreads to our community, it's impacting our churches. And as it's impacting our churches, then it goes regional. And then all of a sudden we see things all across the tidewater where churches are working together, trusting each other, and then it spreads, right? That's what God has called us to do is to say what can you do what can you do what's your opportunity in this moment what is your chance in this season what is it that he wants you to do what are the areas that you need to work on what are the areas that you need to surrender to him what are the lives that you need right now to have an influence on to have an impact on who are the people that you need to serve who are the people that you need to love who are the people that need to influence you who are the people that need to impact you how do you need to in this moment submit to what God has called you to do in your home in your neighborhood in your community in your church so that you can have the influence and see the divine potential lived out in your life that he's called you to live. It starts at your home. It starts with you. And so tonight, I want to just encourage us by showing us how we can miss 
what it is that God wants to do in our lives, that how we can, how, 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 how oftentimes in our lives that we fail to live out this divine potential that God has for us. Because as much as it is, and I wanted to emphasize all throughout this point, that you need to believe in yourself because God believes in you. And you need to have confidence and you need to be sure of yourself and you need to stand tall. You need to have hope and you need to walk with a boldness and a strength that you have value, that you have purpose, that you have worth, not to some other human being, though that is true because I love you all and everybody in this church loves you, right? But to the creator of the universe, the guy who spoke the stars into the existence, the guy who created creatures that we're still discovering, that creative, powerful, omnipotent, wonderful God, he loves you and he believes in you and has purpose in you. He has a purpose for you to live out in this life and that should help you to have a strength and a hope like you've never had before come on it's there's nothing like when you have a person that you love and that you know and that you look up to when they come up to you and say hey i'm proud of you and there's no feeling in the world like that right come on we just had 30 45 minutes of the creator of the universe jumping into our midst and saying, hey, I love you, I'm proud of you, I believe in you, I trust you, hey, I've got a purpose for you, hey, that place right there that's hurting, I wanna heal that, hey, that need that you have right there, I wanna provide for that, hey, I want you to know that I know things seem uncertain right now, but I'm here with you and you can trust me, things are gonna work out, I'm in control, and no matter what happens here on this planet, it's gonna be over one day and you're gonna be with me and I'm telling you, there's gonna be no tears, there's gonna be no sorrow there's gonna be nothing but joy there's gonna be nothing but hope because you're gonna be with me for all eternity come on that's what we just had right that's the moment we just had that's the moment that we're encouraged in and so this is our moment to look to him and say god okay what is it you have for me god how is it that i could miss this step god how is it that so many times instead of living out the divine potential that you have for me i miss it and i live out my own purposes or i step into my own failures or i repeat my own messes right are you with me on that come on i've been there right how is it that we do that it's because a lot of times we step into a place where we believe in ourselves so much that we stop understanding why God values us and why he believes us us in the first place. We've got to turn our eyes to the right place because our self-value, our value of who we are, our confidence, our assurance, it has nothing to do with what you've accomplished. It has nothing to do with what you've done. It has nothing to do with who you are or where you're from or what you look like or what music you like or what food you like or you put in any list in there. It has nothing to do with your failures. It has nothing to do with your past. It has nothing to do with what you want to have happen in the future. Your self-value, it solely comes from his love and justice. Your value your worth it solely comes from his love and justice i love the message translation in psalm 101 it says this in verse one eugene peterson he puts it this way my theme song is god's love and justice how many of you guys got a theme song right come on you got a theme song right whenever you get out of your car you just start walking you just hear it in your head right my theme song if you don't have it you got to get it because it's awesome all right my theme song is god's love and justice And I'm singing it right to you, God. 
I love that, right? That we go through life, that we look through life and we just say, hey, I mean, no matter what happens, God loves me and God is working out his plans. God is in control of all things. No matter how bad things get, the wicked are gonna get their day and the good are gonna get their day because God is in control. My theme song is God's love and justice and I'm singing it right to you. My eyes are on you. I'm looking to you. I'm hoping only in you. I'm believing only in you. And then he says this, I'm finding my way down the road. And then encouraging. It's not that you got to be perfect. It's not that you got to be get all figured out. You can be finding, right? You can be stumbling, making mistakes, making the wrong turns. I'm finding my way down the road of right living. But how long before you show up. I love it. It's not the, the verb tense in this sentence right here is how long you can show up. We could hear it. it's a little bit awkward because it could come across as like, hey, I'm doing all these things. God, where are you at? You know, it's not in the sense of anxiety of like, oh, where God's at. It's a sense of anticipation. It's a sense of, God, where are you at? When are you going to show up? Man, I'm looking to you. I trust in your love. I trust in your justice. I'm living this out for you. I'm living my life for your glory. I'm living my life as praise to you. I'm trusting in you. I'm hoping in you. And so when are you going to show up? It's a sense of like in any moment where you have a choice between right and wrong, when you have a choice of better and worse, in those moments, every single time, you're going to choose better. You're going to choose right because you know that God is watching. You know that God is aware. And you're saying, I want in this moment, I know what I feel and I know what I want to do, but I know what's right. I'm going to choose that instead. Hey, I know what should happen in this moment, and I really don't want it to happen, but I'm going to choose what's better anyways because God's going to show up in any moment. When are you going to show up? Because no matter what moment you show up, I want you to see and know that I'm living my life for you, that my eyes are on you, that my life is dedicated to you, that you are in control, that you are God. I want that to be my life. I want that to be my theme song, that you are God, that you are sovereign, that you are good, that you are just, and I commit everything to you. That's what he wants us to do. That's the way he wants us to live. And so our self-value, it comes solely from his love and Justice it continues on in Psalm, whatever I was in, Psalm 101. I'm worked up, y'all. Psalm 101. I'm doing the very best I can, and I'm doing it at home where it counts. So it brings us right back to what we were talking about in Matthew chapter 5. There's a lot of change that needs to happen in this world. I'll be very honest with you, there's a lot of change that needs to happen in this church. There's a lot of change that needs to happen in your homes and in your lives. Before we can even see the change that needs to take place in this world, we've got to see a change take place right here. And when it starts taking root here and the change that starts happening here starts to impact our home, it can't be put out. It's been put on a lampstand. It's going to shine. When you say, hey, in those moments, I get to choose what's right because of him and because of who I am in him, it's going to shine, right? It's going to shine. So I'm going to love my wife better. I'm going to love my kids better. In those moments when I've got to discipline my kids, I'm not going to ignore that moment, and I'm not going to do it out of anger. I'm going to do it out of love and patience and grace because I want them to be better, because I want them to know God's goodness, and I want them to live their life to the fullest. In the moments when I, su- I mess up and I do something stupid, 
I'm not going to hold it in and suck in pride and wait for my wife to say, whatever, I'll just forgive him. I'm going to step up in that moment. I'm going to walk to her, and I'm going to beg. I'm going to say, forgive me. Because I don't want to hold on to things that keep me from him. And I don't want you to have less of a light in your life so that you see him in a dimmer view. I want you to see him for all of his glory. I want you to see him for all of his love. I want you to see him for all of his justice and his mercy and his grace. And you can't see it if I'm hiding the light. I'm meant to shine. If I shine in my home, I'm going to shine in my workplace. And if I shine in my workplace, then I'm going to start shining in my church. And when I'm shining in my church, come on, are you with me? This is our moment. Let's say, God, you've got something you want to do in my life. You've got something that you want to change in me. That needs to change. There's some broken, jacked up stuff in our world. And we've got to have opinions. We've got to have ideas. And we've got to have dreams. And we've got to push past the normal. And we've got to push past the awkwardness. And we've got to push past the uncomfortable. And we've got to step into the midst of that mess. But not until our hearts change and our lives are lived for his glory. And so that others can come to know Jesus Christ. Because that is the purpose of your life. That is the purpose of every single one of our lives. Our lives to be lived for God's glory and not for ours. See, what happens is, I'm not going to get the rest of my message. Just so you know, we'll get to that next week. What happens in our life is, is that we begin to miss the step and we begin to step away from the things that God wants the divine potential that's in us the, the abilities we have, the capacity for love that we have, the capacity for forgiveness that we have we step away from those things because we value ourselves for our own abilities and our own strengths, we begin to look at ourselves instead of looking at God and glorifying Him because listen, listen God and others are not in existence for our glory We are in existence for his glory and so that others can come to know Christ. And what happens is, is we get that mixed up and we think we're all that. And when we start thinking we're all that, then we can't love the way that we're supposed to love. We can't forgive the way that we're supposed to forgive. We can't be the light that we're called to be because we think more of ourselves than we think of God. And when you're thinking more of yourselves than you're thinking of God, you can't think of people in the way that God has called you to think of them. You can't value people because you're not valuing yourself. You're not valuing God. You have created in yourself this false image, this false identity that you can do, and that it's all about you. And I'm sorry, but it's not. And I don't say that to beat you up. I say that, hey, that's all of our tendency that's why Jesus came. We're all in the same boat, right? So if you're like, man, I'm selfish and I think about myself a lot. Yep, but so do I. So does my mom. <laughs> I was waiting for her to say something. <laughs> right? We're all in the same boat. So what our job is, our job is to say, hey, man, I've got a reason for confidence, and that confidence is Jesus. I've got a reason for hope, and it's Jesus. I've got a reason to believe for the best, and it's Jesus. I've got an ability and the capacity to go 
to love those that I don't want to love because of Jesus. I've got the ability to forgive because of Jesus. I've got the ability to go into the strength. I've got the wisdom. I've got the discernment to go into the places that other people don't want to go. And it's Jesus. I can walk with strength and confidence and hope and joy and seeing my kids to live their lives to God's fullest potential. And it's because of Jesus and because I want to do everything I can to shine the light of Jesus in their lives. I can have hope that me and Michelle are getting ready to celebrate 13 years of marriage and that I can believe that the next 13 years are going to be better than the past 13 because of Jesus. You guys with me? It's not me. It's not me at all. It's him. It's who he is, and it's what he set out to do. And he's saying, hey, listen, I've come so that you can have life and life abundantly, a rich and satisfying life. The New Living Translation says he wants us to live this full life, this abundant life, not so that you can say, hey, look at me, but so that you can say, look at him. And as you're pointing to him, other people are saying, whoa, look at him. And in that midst, they're saying, whoa, look at what he's doing to me, and look who he's made me to be. And we're all all shining bright and happy and we're one big family right that's the way it's supposed to be hope this is making sense to y'all I hope it's good I barely even touched on my notes and we'll get to it next week <laughs> worship team you can come up Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 this is in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise the heavenly father. I don't know where you are. I don't know what God's doing in your life. I don't know the opportunities he's given you. I don't know the people that he's put in your life. The ones you want there and the ones you don't want there. but I do know that if you call yourself a child of God, if you call yourself a follower of Christ, he has lit a light in you that is meant to shine. And tonight, tomorrow, Monday, you're gonna have countless opportunities to be aware of his presence, to be aware that he is there, giving you the ability to be who he's created you to be. Giving you the strength to do the right thing. Giving you the strength to speak with encouragement and love to your spouse and to your kids. To be kind to your boss. To say more than hi to your neighbor. He's giving you the strength and the ability to keep this hole right here shut and open these two holes wide open with people that you disagree with so that you can understand their hurts and you can understand their fears. We have a chance to be the church that God believes us to be, that Jesus came to initiate. It's not going to happen by us getting our opinions on the air. It's not going to happen by us arguing sides. 
It's going to happen by seeing who he is. And because of who he is, who we are. And as who I am, it changes. And that light grows in me. I see you for who you are. And God gives me the opportunity to shine a light in your life. And you shine a light in my life. And we get to be brighter and see Jesus in a whole new way. you in this there's some people in our community there's some people in our church there are people all across this country legitimately scared right now you can dismiss it and you can say it's ridiculous please don't please don't whether you agree or not opportunity to help fuel dissension. Please don't. You're going to have an opportunity to help stoke the fire of anger. Please don't. You're going to come up with an awesome tweet that fits perfectly in 140 characters. Gets everything off your chest. Delete it. Don't send it. in your life as you point to God in those moments, he's going to give you the influence, the ability, and the opportunity to do it in bigger moments. Yeah, the world needs to change, and there's a lot that needs to be fixed. But it starts with you and your home. It starts with me in my home. Let's in this moment, let's trust him to be who he is. And let's believe and trust that we can be who he's created us to be because of Christ on the cross. If you can't bow your heads and close your eyes. We're getting ready to take communion. It's a moment for us to come and to surrender, to remember who God is and to remember what he's done. It's a moment for us to come and to remember the life that Jesus lived and the time that he lived, the turmoil, the chaos, the anger, the rage, 
the division, the disunity, the insane politics of the church, the insane politics of religions, the insane politics of the Roman Empire and the Jewish empires, the race issues and the segregation and the prejudices, all of those things were present and they were magnified, they were intensified during that moment. And Jesus came in that moment and he claimed victory over all of it. And the victory that was claimed and through his life in that moment, through his life, his death, and his resurrection is the victory that we have now. So as we take this moment, we're going to play a song. You can come up here and grab the elements, the juice, the bread at your leisure. All we ask is that there's a moment in your life for you say, hey, I need Jesus. I'm going to call him Lord. I'm going to surrender to him. I recognize that I need him for the forgiveness of my sins and that he is my life and that he is my Lord. If you've had that moment, this is a moment for you. If you haven't had that moment, and if the things we've been talking about tonight are things that you're unsure of, feel like things that you can't grasp a hold of, things that seem impossible to you, can I say tonight that life in Jesus is possible, that life in Jesus right now is yours to claim, that joy in Jesus is yours to claim, that peace that passes all understanding, the things that you need, the provision, the healing, the strength, the hope, all of those things, they are yours right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray that in this moment, that you recognize him, that you see that he's here with you, that he's speaking to you, that he's encouraging you, that he loves you. And in this moment, as you say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins and help me to live the life that you've created me to live, that he will save you, that you were made whole and made new in that moment. And you can come and partake in this and celebrate God's goodness and his faithfulness that was made for us on the cross. So, Father, we pray in this moment, all that has been spoken, all that's happened tonight, Father, may you continue to stir our hearts, point our eyes to you, give us the ability to trust in you, to love you, to surrender to you. God, tonight, May we sense and feel and be aware of the confidence, the uh, assurance, the boldness that comes in knowing that you love us, that you've chosen us, that you fought for us on the cross, that you have made us yours, that you have claimed us, that you have called us to be perfect, that you look at us perfectly right now as you look at us through Christ. God, I pray that in this moment that it emboldens us, but God, that that emboldenment will not spill into our own self righteousness, our own vindication of our ideals and our purposes, but God, that we'll let those things go and embrace the life that you've called us to live and that you desire for us to live for your glory so that we can be a light in this world so that others can come to know you and the life that is available in Christ as well. We love you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.